Ghosts are horny. Spooky. Revisiting female violence. <laughs> that could be any of these episodes. I, I hate to bring up bugs. <laughs> Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon. Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks. This is a John Winchester hate zone. Could have had mm-hmm. Killer Optimus Prime and he had to be racist. To be fucking racist. Persqueeter. Hi and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Grimm. And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. We made it. Yes. Yes, we did. And I know that like the season is shorter, mm-hmm. but it's it feels extra. Like it's like, whoa, <laughs> that was fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It always surprises me when this one ends. Let's uh we wanna we wanna do some updates. Wanna update update everybody Please. on some on some update stuff. The children. The children. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Don't be condescending to our listeners, Jordan. Oh, it's a ballroom term. Like, feed the children, let the children know. Oh, oh, got you, got you. See, this is what I'm talking about. I need a visual cue. Like, I'm (laughs) sure I would have been able to tell from your face that you were doing a thing. (laughs) Actually, I'm really creepy when I'm uh, recording without a camera because I'm a very, like, person who listens and absorbs. So I just kind of, like, sit with my eyes closed while talking to you all. (laughs) So I look a little bit like... Tilda Swinton from uh, well, the uh, what's that superhero's name? The one of, with a guy that I just don't like. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Doctor the Strange. racist one. Yeah, yeah. the one where she played a, an Asian man. Mm-hmm. That one. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> so, if any of you have been paying attention to the Twitter, I have posted about it multiple times. But just one more time, thank you to anybody who's donated to our Kofi or coffee, or however the fuck you say it. (laughs) I don't know. But the thing where you send a couple of monies at a time or more if you feel like it. Because we were able to get two new mics, which is a really big deal um, for us because they're Mm -hmm. expensive and none of the three of us have a lot of money. So yay! (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Second thing. I'm very excited to announce that my dear, dear friend, Ben Francis, is going to be joining us more often as an alternate for when one of us, probably more often Allie or Jordan than Mm -hmm. me, I would imagine, can't make it. So I hope y'all liked hearing from that goof guy. (laughs) He's going to be back. Yes, I promise you all love Ben. He has a good time. Mm -hmm. I love Ben so much. He's so weird. And like, I feel like his perspective on things is just drastically different from mine. So he's always saying bullshit that I'm like, man, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do also want to let people know that we are going to take a brief posting hiatus. I think we mm-hmm. said like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to catch up on some stuff and, you know, adjust some to some whatever and change some things around and wibbly wobbly timey wimey things figure it out yeah the usual we got our first negative review (gasps) oh i'm so excited and i saved it because i knew jordan would be excited oh wow am i gonna be am i gonna be upset is it gonna hurt my heart 
Uh, it hurt my heart a little. So, like, if everyone could go and review us on Apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Everybody go give us a good review if you like us. And, like, you know, um, what that's, what's the saying? If if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, if you're you're just, like, listening and you're, like, these guys are only okay, um, don't leave a review, please. <laughs> Yeah, please give I I feel like you can just you can just like close us out of Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Just yeah, like you don't have to listen. (laughs) Yeah, just let you guys know if you give us a bad review, I'm just going to acclaim its fan behavior, and it will just boost my ego to insufferable levels. Yeah, so don't do that. Mostly for Allie and Jasper's sake. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be sad. This project is like my baby I, I actually am like at the same time as I want to know what the bad review said I know it'll like really actually hurt my feelings so um, yeah, I, I was... think everyone should come over and give me a hug right now is where I'm at hearing that I don't like that at all do you want me do you want to hear this oh, I got it pulled up I'm scared is it is it like feedback that I want to hear or is it just like like mean like is it like wow, I hate these dykes or whatever. Or is it just like, (laughs) why is their audio quality so bad? These losers must be poor. No, I think it's kind of funny. Okay. It's from Casper with a K384. I'm sorry for the call out. I probably shouldn't call someone out for this. Whatever. They posted it on the internet. Public. Their title is Great TV Show slash Horrible Podcast. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> and they're, they're like review these hosts are terrible so bad had to stop listening and that's it wow i mean they're not wrong i just don't know like in which way they're referring to terrible yeah like, terrible actually... rhythmic gymnastics absolutely not i'm a pro <laughs> Okay, that didn't hurt my feelings as much as I thought it would. Because, like, terrible is incredibly subjective. Like, what does that even mean, man? You know? Truly, it's so nonspecific. I love just that great TV show slash terrible podcast or whatever. Right. Hell yeah. Man, rude. We have a hater. We have a hater, y'all. Well, Casper with a K, thanks for the downloads. Yeah. Yeah, truly. I can't imagine like spending that much energy on something that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah, going and taking the time to write a negative review. I have podcasts I truly like think have gone so downhill and like I wanted to re- leave a review and then I was like, this is to me. I can't do that to someone. Right. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, removing your your download is enough of a statement and anyway i i already i already know that we must be terrible because like how many fucking downloads do we have on the on the first on like the first episode versus like our average yeah so you know what (laughs) it's fine it's fine it's fine i'm fine (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you all for being here. Um, if you like us, go leave a review. That's fine. It's fine. Okay, well, let's talk about season three. That's what we're That's here okay. for. We finished season three. Let's Yay. talk crap about it for a while, like on the whole. Let's 
you know, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. There, there were some good episodes too. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting. For it was sure. a season. It happened. Yeah. We watched it. Listen, even though the writer's strike was going on, in my opinion, it was better than season two. True. That's good. It's improvement. Yeah. I mean, I still think, honestly, that at least seasons one and two, and maybe even part of three, could be condensed. And I'm sorry, like, I understand. I love Monster of the Week as a genre. I am a diehard season one Buffy watcher. I am like, Mm -hmm. that is a no skip. So I understand the value of quote unquote filler episodes and the character content that they do in part. I'm telling you, it's full of stinkers. (laughs) Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I thought season one and two could be condensed, but now I'm just convinced it's the first three. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially on account of the fact that like season three's content is so truncated again, no fault of their own, really, unless they weren't paying their writers enough, in which case. Very much their fault. Full fault. That's their fault. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's, let's hand out some fake awards that don't mean anything. Yes, please. Award show noises. Award show noises. Someone's got to come in and slap, slap someone else. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> you get slapped this time. Me. I bet mm-hmm. it's Jordan. That makes it even more dramatic. What were our top two episodes? I know we've done top three for season one and two, but since this was only 16 episodes long, I felt Ooh. like maybe we we just do two this time. Oh, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm quickly browsing through all of the episodes, but I feel very confident with my two. Okay. And they're actually back-to-back episodes. Oh, wait. Did you change oh, your there's mind? There's three that I love. You, just two. Oh man, this is going to be so hard. Okay, one of them is very easily Ghost Facers. It's very well crafted. Yeah. Yay! Oh, okay, I have to choose. Can I say the two that I'm thinking over? Or do you, does no one want to know? Do we just want my one? I want to know. I want to know what you're deciding between. Okay, so I have a scale, and I'm kind of weighing it and seeing which way it leans. But one is uh-huh. a very supernatural Christmas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, mm. I will go back and watch that episode every Christmas. I can tell, even if I was to never watch, if even if I was to quit watching Supernatural after season three, which will not happen, <laughs> I would still go back and watch that episode. I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. And the other one is just Justin Bellow. I love that episode. Yes. It is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go, though, with Justin Bellow. A very supernatural Christmas. It's hard for me to say. It's one of my favorite episodes of the season because it's very standalone. Yeah. And I, I want to choose something that kind of helped this season as a whole. And Justin Bellow was it. Gotcha. That's fair. I completely agree. Oh, well. I guess- no, Jordan and I tend to agree in these end of season ones. Yeah, I think so. Y'all, y'all have more similar taste, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. to each other than yeah. to me. I think Juice and Bello is like the perfect supernatural episode. Um, it has so many of the characters we love. It has so much lore and like it's so well paced, especially compared to the others. Um, mm-hmm. And this season had a lot more that I appreciated and a lot fewer like really draining episodes than last season right. and especially season one 
So overall uphill, he was cut short, which I'll get into later, but uh, Juice and Bellow's perfect, like supernatural and ghost faces is just so fucking fun. I get so excited whenever they're on. I love that. Two fake awards each mm-hmm. that don't well. mean anything. <laughs> Do you agree? Do you have two new ones? I, you know, I really like both of those episodes, mm-hmm. but my top two are A Very Supernatural Christmas and No Rest for the Wicked. Oh. Really? I just think like A Very Supernatural Christmas holds up so well. Like even after I've watched the entire series. I still found this episode like fucking hysterical. It's the perfect monster of the week episode. It has lots of interesting like character stuff going on. And I really think it's just well paced and like a good time. Generally, it's just like an iconic, perfect episode of TV. Like this is what I want out of my casual TV watching experience every time. You know, that's absolutely. And episode 16 is just fucking awesome. Like, I don't know how I feel about it as a finale, which we kind of talked about for that episode. But I think just as an episode, it's so incredibly fun and weird and it loves its own genre. And I just really like the things it's doing with like the monsters and the risks it takes and the way it um, subverts some of its own tropes here and there. It's just it's just a great time. And it makes me feel really excited watching it. That was actually going to be my backup. And as we like lead into talking about the season, we always obviously think about the season a lot more in like the week before. And this episode grew on me. A lot of times episodes kind of fall flat when I think more and more about them. But the more I think about the finale, I do really like it. Well, I'm outvoted, but I know I'm right. (laughs) To be fair, all four of those are incredibly iconic episodes. Like, I love True. all of them. Yeah, no, like, totally. And, and you know, we didn't even bring up Mystery Spot, which is, like, a super fun episode. I thought about it. I love Mystery Spot. It is so fun. It's just also, like, it's just a little... It's too much, I think. <laughs> I do love that episode so much, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. That's my miscongeniality for sure. Like, I love it. It makes me so happy. It's just, I can't put it above the other two. Right. Do we want to talk about that? Our yes. quirky, but maybe not that great, our miscongeniality. Allie, yours, you've just said, is the mystery I know. Spot. I, I yeah. leaked mine. Um, I do want to see if you guys agree or if you're wrong. <laughs> So I actually agree with you. I would give that to Miss Congeniality, but just because you gave it to that, I want to give it to another one. No, mm-hmm. Jordan! <laughs> and everyone's going to disagree with me, not oh, only Jesus. you all, but I know this is like the most hated episode of the season. Oh, God. But I, was... I thought bedtime stories were <gasps> hilarious. No, that's the perfect choice for a Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say like Fresh Blood or something. Oh, no, definitely not Fresh Blood. Fresh Blood? It's an interesting episode. It was an interesting episode to review for sure. But Bedtime Stories is just like rotted and it makes no sense. It's so strange. It's kind of camp. Like, no, it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is. No, that is a perfect example uh-huh. of camp and what I mean when I'm talking about a miscongeniality. We like it. It's got that special something, but is it good? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, just, I'm super curious to hear what you what yours is going to be now. Mine yeah. is Red Sky at Morning. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's a hot fucking mess, you know? There's so much happening in that. And I know, like, it spends a lot of time being, like, really ageist and misogynist. But there's just something about it that appeals to me. I don't know. I think it might just be Lauren Cohen. I think I might just find her very attractive. (laughs) I think that might be the long and short of it. Is that the one with where they're haunted by like a whole ass like armada yeah. ship? Yeah. What the fuck? The yeah, whole merchant right. vessel. <laughs> and the and the two ghost brothers have to like have it out at the end. Oh god, that episode was so bizarre. Yeah. Like a so fever weird. dream. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, this is the one where they had Dean doing all of the tropes. Um oh, all of right. like the, the princess tropes. Fucking ridiculous. It's a good time though. It is. I like I like that we all picked different ones. I mm-hmm. like when we can like tell our tastes. Yeah, I agree. What's the Razzie this season? What are what are we just like floored by how oh, bad God. it is? I wish I could give it to two episodes, but I have to give it to Time is on my side. Mm-hmm. That episode just did like everything wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, man. And it was just so bizarre because I'm pretty sure that was a Sarah Gamble episode. And she's proven she can give us really compelling stories. Yeah, but, it was Sarah Gamble. Yeah, but that one was just like, what in the hell? Like, <laughs> what in Sam Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I just could not keep track of what was going on. And like, I was watching it and I was so curious to hear what you both were going to think of it because I was like, this was like, horrendous i hated this whole episode and then luckily you both were like oh my god this is a steaming pile of dog shit (laughs) (sighs) what about you Allie? i'm trying to even think if i have one this season i feel bad because i feel like i'm the opposite of Allie. i can think of like four episodes that i could talk about right (sighs) mine is fresh blood with a caveat okay I just want this episode to be cut so that the only thing I have to see or hear is Sterling K. Brown. All I want is Gordon. Cut everything else. And then I am happy with the episode. (laughs) And I can just enjoy my little bit of time watching a great actor and move on. Confusing, but I'll accept it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of uh, things Allie has to say sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But all right. <laughs> I mean, fair. Fair. What about you, Jasper? There's some real fucking offensive episodes in this season. And there's there's some really, like, bleh ones as well. But I think I'm with Jordan on this one. Like, at least and so far as, like, a functioning narrative, fresh blood works. It's just yeah. also very offensive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, time is on my side. What is going on? <laughs> what's going on in this episode yeah what is even happening i don't know dude i don't know that's that's gotta be it for me yeah i think it's a strong stinker (laughs) i'm sorry there's something so funny to me about calling something a stinker (laughs) (laughs) like we're fucking bugs bunny or something (laughs) hey little stinker All right, let's move on from talking about the episodes themselves. Who do we think was the best uh, side character this season? I don't want to talk about best girlfriends this time around, just best side character. 
because there's clear like female characters that they're supposed to have sexual tension with and they don't have a lot of like one-off girlfriends like they do in the previous couple of seasons so we're just gonna we're just gonna say side character who, do, who are we thinking does agent Henriksen count because i loved him yeah i think he can count why not Although we did say no girlfriends, so maybe not. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> there was just something so compelling about, like, seeing his story end with instead of, like, hating Dean and Sam, but instead, like, understanding Dean and Sam and being like so ready to just fight alongside them I don't Mm -hmm. know I just love the idea of this like negative obsession that spirals into a like kind of positive obsession right I do feel like it was a missed opportunity that his character was killed off right but I still loved Hendrickson he was great what about you Allie I feel like there's the holy trinity of side characters in this season Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry Katie Cassidy it is Hendrickson, Gordon, and Bella. Um, but Bella has to be my pick. I think I chose Gordon last season, so I feel like mm-hmm. I gave him the honors chose, and especially you chose Gordon for your favorite monster, actually. Oh, if wow. I recall correctly. That was interesting of me. <laughs> uh, that is what I thought at the time. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Bella. Specifically because of her ending in this, I feel like it's very bittersweet for me, especially since part of the reason, like this was intended, but she had a really bad reception from the fans and she did not get the love that she deserved and that Lauren Cohen deserved for acting so well. Yeah, I think um, my vote is for Bella as well. I think like she is so complicated and interesting and Lauren Cohen plays her so well um and i just she's like a fucking onion you know every time you think you know what's going on with her she's like well what about this you know and i i just think like there aren't a lot of characters like her And, and i know so there are a lot of like you know me and my feminine wiles and like this (laughs) sneaky thiefy hot lady character like that's not what i mean i mean like the fact that she will then like ask for help with things like Mm -hmm. like she's not so into other people's perception of her that she lets it get in the way of making the best choice for herself which I think is really really interesting um yeah I don't know and I think she just like the character interacts so well with the main characters um you know despite her final episode as we've discussed that episode fucking blew <laughs> mm-hmm. and not just because she died um but yeah i don't know i just think she's awesome yeah i would agree mm-hmm. bella was a joy to have in the show and i really think she should i'm okay with her meeting her ultimate dem- dem- demise i definitely think we did need more time with bella like yeah this did not feel like enough Totally. And I think we've talked before, like, I think Jordan, you know, that like, she's not coming back in any capacity, Yeah. but I always was like, well, I mean, obviously it's because she was busy working on the walking dead, but I think it would have been awesome to have Bella come back as a demon. Like, I think that would have been so interesting to do. And I know I'm not the only one who feels that way, but yeah, 
Thank you for existing, Bella Talbot. <laughs> Rip. 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 Sorry, you have to spend an eternity in hell. Yeah, yeah. that blows, dude. <laughs> so, what or who is the best monster this season? Let's give them some fake awards that don't matter. Oh, God. This is actually really hard because <laughs> I can I actually thought most of the monsters were pretty rotted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, most season. of them really fucking mm-hmm. suck. Even in the good episodes, a lot of the monsters were really bad. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Again, it's a tie. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna use my gut. Yeah, I'm gonna follow my gut and give it to the monster and ghost facers. Um, oh my god, because... the crazy, the crazy bunker guy. <laughs> yeah, who just wanted to have like an eternal birthday party. Yeah, the, the bunker, the taxidermy bunker cannibal, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't a cannibal. He was a necrophiliac. Oh, yeah. was he? I thought he just wanted to celebrate birthday parties. I didn't think he was, like, fucking them. <laughs> yeah, they make, a, like, a one-off remark about that. Uh, oh, I might change it. I don't oh, so all now, now it's too gross and weird. <laughs> I didn't think he was. I, I mean, when he's just having <laughs> birthday parties with dead bodies, that's, like, funny. But <laughs> when, he's ta- when he's, like, fucking their corpsinity as a mm-hmm. birthday present to himself, that's a little weirder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Truly. No, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> oh my that God. was a good time. <laughs> Jordan, that takes on a new meaning. Now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did not catch that. Okay, but <laughs> here's the thing. He was fun. He created a fun atmosphere that he like literally turned that house into a haunted house with like different little spectacles in each room. Tying okay, Sam. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I liked the weird um getting killed by a hopelessly in love gay person and turning into like a weird <laughs> spirit ball of oh I don't even know what. I'm just it was fun. He yeah. he helped make that episode fun. Truly. It was so good. Oh, and they didn't overthink him too much. Besides- they were just like, here's some freaky fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Allie okay I'm already blushing for saying this uh oh I know I'm already regretting saying this just say it we know what it is (sighs) of course it's the trickster yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how like after the last time I talked about him the amount of shame that is in me (laughs) (laughs) and yet I can't pick up better like I think he's just such a good like villain character where he's like he's a dick but he's not like purely evil he's so Mm -hmm, fun mm -hmm. trickster come mess up my life I'm just I like that he didn't die I just see that's something that supernatural misses is a continuity, something that they can bring mm-hmm. back and just well, surprise us with. He's a man, so of course he lives or can be resurrected. <laughs> or oh otherwise. my lord! <laughs> there, but I, I just I can't stop simping. Can't stop or won't stop. I can't, and I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> follow your heart, Allie. I'm trying. 
I'm really excited to hear what you're going to say. My favorite monster is the Coven and Malleus Maleficarum. That was my other one. I was close Mm. to saying. Dude, oh, God, it's so good. It's like essence of camp. Just like some bored housewives that want to win pottery (laughs) competitions and like a lottery ticket here and there. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like selling your soul to Satan so you can have a little spell club with your besties. Like what, what the fuck? That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we would all fall for that so easily. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I I think I'd just be happy to join. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, wow, a group of people who care about me intrinsically. Mm-hmm. and have to be around me weekly i'd be like hot women nothing like this nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only reason i didn't say that is gosh i wish they would have pushed it even further right yeah because it was just it was fun it was Perfection. such a fun idea <laughs> i just remembered her boob splat <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was good. Mm-hmm. So stupid. So stupid. You gotta love That's it. That's so good. Oh, yeah. That's so good. All right. This is our last fake award that doesn't matter or mean anything. Best dressed. Best Ooh. dressed. There were a lot of there were a lot of outfits. There were some good choices. There were some questionable choices. I mean. This is hard. I feel like I have a lot to pull from. I have one outfit. You go first. Okay. Okay. Bella, Juice and Bella. The outfit when they're on the heist mission and it's that black dress and like that necklace and her hair is like almost all the way up. Like, oh, that's that's, it's just perfect. That's a red sky morning. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Red sky morning. <laughs> See, my favorite Bella is actually like a bad day in Black Black Rock when she has like the the skinny jeans and like the kind of a little bit more fitted like brown leather jacket. That's yeah. that's my Bella. That's a She's good, so that's good, good version too. of Bella. I yeah. like when she has in um, Dream a Little Dream of Me, she has that dark teal blouse and like the black pants, oh, and yeah. she has the dark black trench coat going on yeah i agree that was good i think for me i'm gonna go a kind of misogynistic but campy route and say the um crossroads demon specifically oh, the one yeah. in bedtime stories oh my god i just love like a satin cami like night negligee nighty like it's so of its era right it was fun. I have a bullshit answer and a for real answer. Oh, hit us with oh, that bullshit. Both. The bullshit answer is from Sin City. It's the sex worker at the bar, the one with the <laughs> yeah, enormous gosh. titties. Oh my she God. has like that horrible pink lipstick and like the ruched bust uh, yeah. shirt going on. That was great. Iconic. I love it. Truly. She looked incredible. <laughs> Um, but anyway, my not bullshit response is actually Ruby. The first time we see her in her leather jacket and her boot cut jeans 
and her fucking thigh holster. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So good. I think that's like the one place we kind of disagree is a lot of the times I hate the way they dress Ruby. I like (laughs) that it's not like any other like female character in the entire series but oh my god when they put her in like those ed hardy shirts with like oh yeah those those are bad those are so bad i will say she did look good when we first met her i do agree with that Mm -hmm. yeah see this what i'm talking about thigh holster oh yeah and that concludes our stupid awards congrats to all of our winners and or losers depending on you how you look at it (laughs) you win nothing and sometimes (laughs) you get nothing good day (laughs) but it means everything it does my god i'm glad we didn't have a category for worst monster because i would have had an itemized (laughs) list true no that would have been like pull out the graphs (laughs) i've got my laser pointer doing a whole presentation (laughs) There are so many bad monsters this season, both <laughs> metaphorical and literal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rate oh, season three. This is tough. Okay. Oh, I wish I could remember what I rated season two because it's definitely better than season two. Definitely better than season two. Okay. I'm going to give it, this might seem a little low, but known this is rated with love. <laughs> but I'm giving it a three out of five. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. We're doing out of 10 scale. Oh, sorry. That would be oh. a six out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I'm just like reducing fractions over here. I hate math. <laughs> Bitch, the, that um, is six out of 10 is what you rated season one. I believe. I like season yeah. one better than season two. And you like season two. Better than season three. I'm sorry. Season two worse than season three. But so, one better than two. I like one better than two. Oh. I like three better than one. Yeah. And then one better than two. So two is my least favorite. If okay. that makes sense. I think three. If if I rated season one a six out of ten, then I would say like a 6.5 out of ten for season huh. three. Actually, Allie, do you like have this written down somewhere by chance? Not on me, no. Boo. I wish we I know. had it. I want to know. Anyway, go on. I apologize, Jordan. No, no, you're good. Now, here's the issue with season three. I actually like the 16 episode format, but the show really did suffer for it. Sure. Um, especially like when we see the end of like some of the characters arcs just like didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, Gordon and Bella really suffered this season um and that's not to say either of them were compelling characters because they absolutely were right but I feel it's like just we just like the way time. their stories wrapped was weird yeah agreed um there also is some weird pacing issues with this season like mm-hmm. after Ghost Facers, like we have two really horrible episodes before the finale like you really want to be building up to your finale that makes your finale excited and because like the season didn't do that the finale did suffer for it like it was a great episode but it was not necessarily a great finale right and then also some of the earlier episodes too were just not that memorable like um season three episode one and episode two were not particularly compelling and then i feel like episode three uh, it was okay yeah, it's just like 
I'm giving it a 6.5 because this episode was like, the season was a roller coaster. Yeah. High highs, low lows. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is better. At least I felt something like season two. <laughs> I was just kind of dead too. I was like so over it by you the were, end. You were just like tired of hearing about John Winchester. You were like, oh my God. him in the ground. <laughs> For sure. And at least it was a little bit more tactfully done in this season. Mm. It wasn't like so overt, even though it was there. Yeah, yeah totally. What about you, Allie? I'm going to base this on how I would grade this as a story. Okay. Okay. Overall, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get its footing and it's starting to get some interesting character development. It definitely falls flat in areas and needs a lot of reworking in places. And because of that, I'm going to give this like a B minus. It's getting there. It, it doesn't just suck, but it also isn't anywhere near like a finished polished story. Um, so I will give this an 8.25 out of 10. Nice. 8.25. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. What about so you, we'll Jasper? I'm going to give this one a 7.75 out of 10 because I think that, yes, it has pacing problems and I don't understand. I don't understand why they put such crap heaps right next to the finale. Like, wow, bad, bad call. Um, After like a string of really good ones, like, they were like very supernatural Christmas, Malleus Maleficarum, then Dream a Little Dream, then Mystery Spot, then Juice and Bellow, then Ghost Facers. And you're like, oh my God, like these episodes are so fun. And then all of a sudden you, you get fucking long distance call. Like, what the fuck is that? That sucks, dude. Yeah. Um, and I agree, like there it was a pretty slow to start season as well. Like, you don't really feel that amped up by the the first episode of the season which kind of blows for a season like the first episode should be really good um because it's what gets you into it so yeah it's it's like it's this weird weird place where i'm like i don't know i wonder if it was just because they thought they were gonna have more space like more room to breathe and then they just didn't because of the writer's strike um yeah and i do take issue with a lot of the racism which i think is maybe more intense if less frequent um than in say season one um like instead of casual racism there's the entire episode of fresh blood (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) um and uh, yeah i do wonder about like some of the choices but like a lot of these episodes are just so like tightly written and like a lot of the other ones are just like fun, even if they aren't technically good. I think there's a lot to enjoy in this season. And it's funny because um, I barely remembered this season. I was telling people like when I when I watched this season, um, it was what I had on after I'd come home from like being at classes. Like I'd walk home from like poetry workshops or whatever throw myself onto the couch tired as fuck and turn on the tv and like immediately pass out watching season three so literally i have no like tons of these episodes i just had no memory of but yeah anyway this is 7.75 out of 10 from nice that seems pretty fair i try to be fair 
can't let my emotions get in the way of my objective review. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Let's let's hear some some stuff about season four. What do you tell me your hopes, your fears, your wildest dreams and expectations? Oh man, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, I want to know like flat out predictions too. Yeah, I'm gonna try and be a little bit more straightforward. I think with this prediction. Um, you don't need to be. You can just, you know, you can just say stuff. True. I'm just going to get the ball rolling then. We're just, we're just at the top of the hill and we're going to roll a snowball down and see what Let's happens. Let's fucking go. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is Dean is going to come back to life almost immediately, mm. which I've talked about how I think that's a missed opportunity for Sam's character development. Mm-hmm. But we love Dean, so it's fine. And I do know that Castiel is coming in the season. That is a spoiler. I do know just from being alive while the show is airing. But Yeah, just from existing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Castiel is going to resurrect Dean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, I'm kind of excited because I think we're going to be dealing with some post-hell PTSD from Dean. And I feel a little weird that that excites me, but I am excited for it. <laughs> It's fine. We're all freaks here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it It was Buffy's best arc in... Oh, my God, yeah. And she so... wasn't even in hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> close your ears, Allie. Sorry. Yeah, so I think what is going to be happening is angels are now going to become a big part of this season because what I think is going to happen mm-hmm. is that Lilith is actually pretty much trying to take over how before an even bigger bad can be released from some kind of prison or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing the bigger bad is going to be a fallen angel. Maybe because I mean, we've already established that demons are humans who spent too much time in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make sense that the biggest bad would be an angel that spent too much time in hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. I think Ruby is going to convince Sam to lean more into the demon side, mm-hmm. which I'm praying for. I'm so afraid that's not going to happen, but like we need it. We still <laughs> barely know what's going on with that. Right. Right. Yeah. There is somewhat of a Dean focus where we're at right now. I think that's going to have extra fun stakes as well. I say fun, but in a very sadistic way, because Dean has now been to hell and he knows how horrible hell is. Mm -hmm. And if Sam is leaning into his hell-like powers, Mm -hmm. that could Mm -hmm. possibly end him up literally being a Lord of hell or something crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's probably not going to like that and probably going to be a little mad if he's siding with him. (laughs) Maybe a little, maybe a little mad. He might, uh, he might not like that very much. (laughs) I think there's going to be some really strong sexual tension between Dean and Castiel. Pretty wow! I wonder how you would get that idea, right? But yeah. here's now here's my wild prediction about that, though. Uh huh. I think that because the show is homophobic and Dean and Castiel just can't come right out of it and have their romantic arc, they're going to create like a weird angel surrogate woman for um, Dean to have sex with. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I know that's a very weird prediction, but it just uh-huh. seems like something the show would do. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, y'all, you want Dean to fuck an angel? Well, it can't be Castiel, because that's like, Bleh. 
So here's an angel lady. Right, right. Sensible. And yeah, I think it's just going to be like the angels trying to stop Lilith. Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe even just Angel. I just have a feeling it can't just be Castiel. There has to be at least one other angel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Okay. Do you have any, like, things that you hope will happen or you're afraid are going to happen? Ooh, hope that happens. I want to see Dean and his angel boyfriend put their tongues in each other's mouths. That's what I hope happens. You know what? A lot of people have hoped that that would happen. Um, That is not an uncommon desire. Okay, something I'm afraid of. I'm a little afraid that they're going to make Ruby actually a villain. Mm -hmm. I just like, Bella ended up dying on bad terms. I just don't like, Mm -hmm. it's going to put a bad taste in my mouth if like this one female character who has been trying to help the boys out turns out to have not been helping them mm-hmm. and um their best interest because like boys you can't, you ain't you shouldn't be trusting no bitches <laughs> like bros before hoes literally <laughs> i'm just so, yeah i'm literally afraid that ruby is gonna have a bros before hoes arc fucking love that I yeah. fucking love that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just literally never thought of it that way because it's so obvious to think of it as a bros before hose arc. <laughs> I'm sure there will be many in the series. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wait until <laughs> Sam starts having a girlfriend. Oh, hilarious. I'm sure, she won't live very long at least. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, right. we're going to get a new Ruby because the body died. Yeah, because Katie Cassidy moved on. That's right. She's not going to be Laurel. I'm kind of sad that you already know that Ruby is going to stay, like that she didn't yeah. die, die. I'm sad that you know that already. I mean, like, I only know like because takes... she got yarded. <laughs> well, we didn't see it happen. Yeah, we did. She yarded into the ceiling. She no, was like, don't kill me. That, was Lilith. that, was, that Lilith. was Lilith. That was Lilith. Oh, I assume that was her for some reason. Oh, well, fuck. I guess we kind of spoiled it then. (laughs) That's okay. Don't feel bad. I mean, I I had very strong sense. Yeah. 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 It's not like it's like a big reveal or anything. Like you find out partway into the first episode that she didn't die. But yeah, no, I really like Ruby in season four. I think she's really fucking interesting and cool. And I like how she interacts with Sam and Dean. I think the dynamic she has with them while it's similar is a little less antagonistic, which makes it, you know, it has a little more depth. They play with it a little more. Um, Mm. I think you'll enjoy it, Jordan. I'm very excited. Me too. I'm so fucking pumped for season four. (laughs) I already, I already prepped for season four, episode one. Except for my lecture on stabbing as penetration. I haven't prepped that yet. Oh, hell yeah. Are you guys ready for some thick wrecks? These are from Absolutely. my personal mm-hmm. bookmarks. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, these are ones that I have read in the past year sometime. I don't know when I read these. I have no concept of time. Don't ask me to tell you. Actually, I think they record when you made the bookmark. So maybe I could look and tell you exactly when. So never mind. I take that back. But in any case, I have four entire wrecks. The first one is called These Violent Delights by AO3 user Persephone Shadow. 
A newly mortal Castiel wants to understand humanity and a little Shakespeare is just the thing to help him. Of course, it takes a little bit of prodding, but soon the Winchesters, along with Kevin and Charlie, are all part of the world's weirdest reading club. Of course, the poetry starts having an effect on everyone. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, that's so funny because that's also the name of a book that was published last year. Uh Um, That's based on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. I think These Violent Delights is a reference to Shakespeare. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Just if you like uh, 1920s, I believe Japan and mobsters, but Shakespeare. It's a good book to check out. I might. I might just do that. This fic is rated M. The ship is Destiel, but it also features Sam, Kevin, Crowley, and Charlie, all of our favorite little guys Mm -hmm. going on in here. The additional tags are references to Shakespeare, post-season finale, slow build romance, fluff and angst, angst and humor, swearing, Shakespearean sonnets, Shakespeare, bunker fic, alternate season nine, Charlie Bradbury and Dean Winchester friendship, humor, human cast, case fic, gay panic, romance, romantic comedy, team free will, Shakespeare quotations, much ado about nothing, coming out, smart Dean Winchester. I fucking love this story. This is just some fucking idiots bored in a bunker and they put on Shakespearean plays together. Like they literally just read Shakespeare out loud at each other. It's That's so adorable. It's so cute. It's really fun. Allie, it is so cute. I fucking love it. I love it so much. I really think even though you don't like romance so much that you should read this, Allie. I think you would appreciate yeah. it given that I probably will. It sounds really good. Yeah. It's um it's awesome. <laughs> this fic was published uh well it began publishing on my birthday in 2013. Oh. and completed um mid-february the next year it has fifty six thousand eight hundred and eighty eight words um split up into 11 chapters and it has about twenty seven thousand hits so it is pretty well known and popular but it's not like you know it's not like in the in the twist and shout realm of of popular but it is pretty well known and i highly recommend that my second fic rec is called Teaching Poetry to Fish. It's by AO3 user Ailey Kindara. Um, probably one of my all-time favorite Destiel authors. She is so good. Like a lot of canon verse stuff, that tends to be my preference, as maybe people have noticed. But anyway, it's called Teaching Poetry to Fish. And the summary is, in which Castiel teaches poetry to fish, also himself, also eventually Dean. And um, this this spans the series, this story, um, diverging slightly from canon after season 14. It was written last year and is about uh, 52,000 words. It has about a similar number of hits as the previous one. So um, like around 22,000. So pretty well known. Eileen Kandara is pretty, is pretty well uh, popular and pretty well read by people. <clears throat> this one is also rated M, is also primarily Destiel, but also has some spoiler characters that I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does include Naomi, Sam, Jack, Alistair, 
and and some spoilers. This was written for the Dean Cast Big Bang in 2019, which is one of the tags. It is in the canon universe, and other tags include canon divergent after season 14, POV cast, cast backstory. That's an element of it that I really enjoy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Spoilers. Spoiler tags. Spoiler tags. <laughs> Not saying them. Inspired by poetry. Led Zeppelin references, canon typical violence, mind control, memory loss, implied or reference brainwashing, slow burn, pre series, season 14, and everything in between. Ooh. I really like this one. I just think there's something very interesting about the idea of trying to get inside of Cass's head. And Cass POV is like really hard to write. I feel like when I read his POV and fanfic, it either hits really hard or it misses really hard. And I think this author is one of the ones that can do it really, really well. Because, you know, Cassiel is like an ageless cosmic being. Like, how the fuck are you going to put <laughs> put that kind of thought into words that like we could wrap our head around, you know? Like, what could a thing like that even be thinking? And I just... I just like that it's about him learning about poetry. I just think it's neat. I'm really excited to watch next season so I can have like a frame of reference for some of these character fics involving Cass because they make me very excited. uh, I will be really upset if you don't like Cass, but I'll also be really surprised because like his character is just immediately really fucking compelling. (laughs) Hell yeah. The next one I want to recommend is called Mini Sparrows by AO3 user Outpast the Moat. The summary is Dean tells him that all things happen in threes. Good luck, bad luck, doesn't matter. Dean says it all balances out in the long run. Once something terrible has happened, there's nothing left to do but wait for the fallout and hope for a run of good luck next time. Um, this one is also cast POV and it actually doesn't have very many tags. So I'll read for you the tags that I put on it in my bookmark on top of the ones that the author has, which are Fluff, Angst, and Season 9 AU. Oh, this is rated G, by the way. I put in my remarks, poverty, scratch-offs, thrifting, and horoscopes. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one about Cass sort of figuring out humanity. And this story is them really pretty down on their luck, as you might have guessed from the summary, and just having to deal with jumping around from place to place and having like no money for the first time in a really long time, just being really out of luck and trying to keep going until they run into some better luck. And it's it's hard to describe what's going on in this one because it doesn't have like a, a very plotty plot you know, it's sort of like a nothing happens exactly kind of story, but like they're just doing life. I don't know how to describe it. Um, the prose in this story is phenomenal, though, and um, that's part of what keeps me coming back to it. This fic was written in 2015, has 15,803 words and 7,779 hits. So not as well known as the other two that I picked and definitely encourage people to give this one some love because I think it is exceptional. It sounds really great. And it just is something that I wish the show would hit on more, which is like their life outside of being hunters a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is a huge part of what's going on in this story. Like um, part of the reason I 
<laughs> I wrote down horoscopes as one of my notes on my on my bookmark is because <laughs> like the idea of luck is so um interesting to cast that he gets really into newspaper horoscopes and things like that uh-huh. um and and like ways to like predict things and stuff so it's just really interesting like to explore the mundanity of their lives in that way i Absolutely. think my last wreck is from last year it's called January 24th, 1996. And this was inspired by um, that journal, the official John Winchester journal that came out. Do you remember? I Allie? do. Or like, I feel like we talked about it briefly. Yeah, well, um, I feel like it feels like five years ago. At was it really? <laughs> the author's name is Nepenthene. It's spelled N-E-P-E-N-T-H-E-N-E. Oh, the summary is actually a quote from the journal, I think. Dean took care of the nuns just like I thought he would, but I don't think I'm going to be sending him on any more solos soon. That that one was a little tense. And then it says Dean goes on his first ever solo solo hunt. He's 17. And here's part of the author's note. The original idea and the first couple lines of the summary come from an entry in the official John Winchester's journal by Alex Irvin, which you can find online at academia.edu. Interesting. Yeah, and I remember people really latched on to this one because, as you might find if you go look up the journal, it was like gay nuns that killed themselves together. So, like, the idea of sending Dean on his birthday to go dispatch the ghost of dead lesbian suicide nuns was just a lot (laughs) for a lot of people, myself included. The story is rated T. It features a ship with Dean and an original male character, as well as Destiel way later in the story. Other characters are John and Sam. There's the original male character. And then, you know, just some other characters around the town that the author created for the story. Additional tags include John Winchester's A-plus parenting, a classic. (laughs) Young Dean Winchester, young Sam Winchester, period typical homophobia. I love that that's a thing. Like 90s typical homophobia. Yeah. (laughs) I never would have thought about it like that, but like, yeah. (laughs) Internalized homophobia, case fic, Dean's first case, Dean Winchester's birthday, homophobic John Winchester, boys kissing, diners, angst and feels, Dean Winchester has a sexuality crisis, flustered Dean Winchester, John Winchester's journal, it's all John Winchester's fault, Dean hates pop music, Sam is a sweet little bean, hero worship, young Dean is kind of a mess. Thanks for that, John. And then another like candid tag. In case you couldn't tell from all the tags, I really hate John Winchester. Um, (laughs) Dean Winchester needs a hug. Bisexual Dean Winchester. We wish John Winchester a very good die. Established casting, post-canon, and closure. Yeah, this is really good and really cute. I find it hard sometimes to get into um, stories where they put Dean or cast with an original character, not because I'm like, uh, like they would only ever like, you know, be involved with each other. Cause I think that's like weird. That's a weird thing to say. And I, you know, I totally understand like enjoying that kind of thing, but it's just not for me. I think um, the problem is that because these characters are so established already, it becomes much easier to write them than yeah. conceiving of your own characters and making them believable and three-dimensional and real. 
um, this is not a problem that this author has. I love the little teen boy romance going on in this story. I think it's so fucking cute. And I'm really attached to the boy character that they that they wrote. I can't remember his name. But I remember being in, like, the comments and everybody's like, oh, my God, I love this stupid little boy. And, like, that's pretty much how I was, too. The story has 18,560 words and around 3,000 hits. So even fewer than the previous one. Please read the story. It's so good. It's so good and so cute. Yeah, I really like the idea of the story, like, taking something from the the John Winchester diary and kind of, like, reclaiming it yeah as like a queer narrative it's pretty genius yeah well and I also wonder like what they were trying to go for or like what what are they trying to like get at by creating this as Dean's first solo hunt like someone someone came up with this idea (laughs) to publish it and there's things in the journal that fight with the canon in the show so like how seriously do you want to take it it's sort of up to you, but like, it is something to think about, like, why, like, what was the author of this thinking when they were like, oh yeah, lesbian nuns for his first hunt on his birthday. That won't seem significant at all. Yeah. Like there's, you can't say that this was unintentional. There's just no way. Right. His angry ex-military dad telling him to go dispatch some dead lesbians, like, I don't know. That seems like a kind of tut tut to me, but (laughs) agreed. I mean, I wasn't old enough to, well, I guess, I guess being a kid in the nineties, you're still old enough at any time to have gay trauma. But you know, in 1996, I was five. So (laughs) most of my trauma was not related to gay at that point. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, I lost my joke. Cut this out. No. <laughs> Damn, no, with the blade. <laughs> That's all of my recs. So awesome. everybody come, everybody better go read them now. Um, and I'll be sending out the quiz within the next three to five business days. And anyone who doesn't get a 100 is, I don't know. I'm not going to be happy with you. Read the stories. <laughs> all of them. Read them. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah please. actually, like, that's the big thing. I just want more people to, like, talk to you about my horrible DSL brain rot. Like, that's really what I'm after <laughs> here. Like, if you read any of these stories, please just send me a message so we can talk about them. <laughs> okay, so last but not least, Allie has a special segment for us. Allie? So, what I've decided is to give you the episodes that were cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also my ideas for what they should have done with hell. Ooh, love that. Just all in one. Here's the unreleased Allie's version. Season three expansion. Season three DLC. Love that. So, of course, mine's all about Bella. Of course. Love to hear that. I want Bella origin story. Yes. My first episode, I would add, this is before the Juice and Bellow episode. Mm-hmm. I would add an episode that is solely young Bella and mm-hmm, Bobby mm-hmm. running into each other after she steals the wrong object and gets involved in a demon ring. Ooh. This is just a little post-parents' death, still young adult, figuring shit out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and she gets in with the wrong crowd. And that's when Bobby helps her because he's altruistic and parent like. Mm-hmm. And this is why she owes him and respects him. Oh, that's kind of sad, though, because then he doesn't like remember it that way. But I kind of like that because that hurts. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> oh, well, if you like hurt, here's my second episode. Oh, <laughs> we get Papa Winchester. Oh, God. Gross. I already hate it. Papa Winchester in between the time Bella met Bobby and Bella beats the boys. Oh, Papa Winchester screws her over. The reason is because he's like, oh, you don't agree with my morality. You steal things. So he turns her into the cops because he is pro-cop. Oh, Ew, God. God. He Evil. And she never mentions this because she's, first of all, embarrassed because pride. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And second of all, um, she's also just pissed. And that's why from the start, she's kind of like rude to the boys and steals their money and is like, fuck you. Because she's not going to bring it up. She's never going to admit she got screwed over by their father. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she holds that to her. And then remake the Bella death episode. Love that. Needs to happen. She's going to admit to it all. Mm -hmm, Admit mm -hmm. to the death of her parents. Admit to the deal. And the boys are going to have to process their own abuse and trauma and how she came out of this with what they see as selfish, but it's really just a self-preservation tactic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. While they came out with the idea of helping others and who that actually helps. And then I'm going to keep the open ending. So in the end, they cannot save Bella. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't want you to be a part of this. She leaves them. She has her death scene or maybe death scene alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Like she doesn't want them to see her get ripped apart. Yeah. And she doesn't want to continue this trauma or for them to carry guilt about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it can all be about like the right thing to do is not pass on the guilt and pass on the punishment and blame. Just like Dean had done when he took the demon de- deal. Right, 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 right. I like that. Breaking cycles. I'm breaking cycles. You're so So right. Yeah, this is what got cut and we missed out on in my dream world. Nice. I love that. I'm excited. Hit us with it, Allie. (laughs) Okay, so this is hell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a few ideas. Mm -hmm. First of all, Dean's hell is just hyper heteronormativity. Uh oh. Blind dates all day long. Or, alternatively, mm-hmm. Dean realizes he was in the bad place. That Earth is the bad place. Man. Or, mm-hmm. my favorite, mm-hmm. Dean, Gordon, and Bella are now co-workers in hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, someone write and this. So now, so now we get an office-style sitcom. Oh, my God. Of the three of them. Of course, Gordon's the boss. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course, Bella's the person who doesn't want to do any fucking work. Mm-hmm. And Dean's the one who's like, I'm better than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this office style, um, the hell hierarchy mm-hmm. is actually an MLM scam of selling souls, um, buying souls as crossroad demons. God, okay, you mean multi-level marketing. Every time I hear MLM, I just hear men loving men. (laughs) 
I kind of like the idea of like working your way through like the corporate ladder to become a crossroads demon. Yeah. And so Dean is specifically going to f- go find the boss babe in charge of hell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as he works his way up to find out who holds his deal. Oh, oh. yeah. So he's trying to find Lilith. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Also, Papa Winchester is still in hell. Everything's good. Oh, okay, good. Everything's he, right with the world. He's Balance restored. <laughs> you just like in a in the background of a scene, you flash to him as the janitor or some shit. Like Dean never has to see him, but you know he's there. Right, right. Oh, like he's just in background shots. I love that, like the interview shots. Oh my exactly. god, because that's what he should be in the story. A footnote. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be clear, we love janitors, but in the style of the office, this would be. Mm-hmm. A film crew or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is my perfect supernatural rewrite. I love it. Beautiful. The Academy goes too. Uh, yeah, I would love this fanfic. I specifically <laughs> want John. I'm not a fan of the show The Office, but there was a certain episode where Kevin is like carrying a tray of food and he like falls <laughs> and it the goes chili. literally everywhere (laughs) and i want john to just be in the background and like tripping into like a giant cake for his boss or something oh my god that would be amazing wait or was it like barbecue sauce or something it was ridiculous it was chili it was chili you're right it was chili (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want john just like chili blaster room (laughs) i'm not the biggest office fan like i think it's funny but I think it would work so well as like, let's do the mockumentary style of yes. this trio in hell. There we go. I wonder if it already exists. If this already exists, someone link it to us, please. If it this might. already exists, I found my soulmate. I'm sorry to my fiance. <laughs> yeah. Or soul brain. Something. Brain mate. Brain mate. My brain mate is out there. If this exists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) wow that's incredible i think that's all we have are we good is that everything i think think so wraps up season three hell yeah oh my god y'all we finished season three what the fuck right oh i'm so excited i know man i'm so excited for season four Mm-hmm. I already said, but I already started prepping for it. And I was just like <laughs> vibrating the whole time. I was like, yes, <laughs> it's nice. so good. It's so good. And I can't wait for y'all to see how insane both me and Allie are going to be able to come oh with pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan oh. is going to be like embarrassed to know us. I'm pretty sure. Or, oh. or you'll be just as embarrassing as we are. Please, please. What side of the coin is it going to land on? We'll find out. (laughs) Next time on... Ah! (laughs) (laughs) In the three-week break, go re-download some episodes, take some time for yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then meet us back here for season four. Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Instagram, Tumblr, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Pontiac, Illinois.
Bye. Bye. Bye.